Well, I'm back again with a night soother, and this is one that um, previously I've made a bit of a faux pas with. Um, I had recorded what we thought was um, some information for us happy, wonderful introverts, which m most people think that's a, not a good thing to be, but I had recorded things to that I think changes people's lives, but no, but we didn't think anyone was listening and then changed the title a couple of times, thought maybe introvert was was maybe a little insulting or something. And after all this time, we just realised that it hadn't got a recording. So I'm going to try again. And uh, I changed it to alone is good and being alone. So now I'm going to concentrate on calling this or, or or giving it to you after a relaxation sort of like a story so that you feel that you're not odd and I did say that I was going to get a t-shirt printed with this on that trauma is not realizing you're an introvert because I am and my daughter everybody I know I think are, and a lot of our clients are happy introverts so um, let's get well lie down and get very comfortable you can listen to these even not at night as a night soother or during the day or make it a ritual that just will reprogram your brain to think different thoughts and good thoughts and and you'll accept being how you are so uh, if you've had your lovely ritual and in in bed or you've had a nice cup of tea or coffee and you're relaxing in a chair just listen to me and um, hopefully you will feel a completely different person. So you're very comfortable on your furniture or in bed and just to relax, visualize a warm, glorious day. The sun is out setting, the temperature is just right. And best of all, no insects anywhere to distract you. This place is just made for you. You're alone and completely safe, relaxed, limp, light, airy, melting into a soft feather bed. As you lay gazing at the sky, notice the colours, the shades of red, the blues, the yellows, colours that dance in the clouds, clouds that begin to take on different shapes. Some look like animals, some like trees. So many shapes your imagination begins to roam. A cloud floats across above you and a soft breeze blows it as it floats away off into the distance and you drift into this deep, relaxed, quiet mind state. Another soft cloud floats by this one also begins to dissolve on the breeze and you sink deeper and deeper into that state of pure, safe relaxation. You notice this keeps happening. A soft, pillowy cloud floats into view and then disappears just as quickly. They're taking all your cares and fears along with them. Peaceful now, complete an utter sweet peace of serenity. One by one they appear 
and float away to disappear in the atmosphere along with all your fears and negativity. So tired, so calm, enjoying this wonderful state of alternate being, an alternate state of being in that quiet, quiet mind. And as each cloud drifts on by, you're twice as much relaxed. All sounds seem to help you let go even more into this exquisite dreamlike state. And as that last cloud drifts away, as it dissolves, you grow inner peace. And then you allow yourself to let go completely deep and deeper. So very, very relaxed. And you must realize or have realized if you haven't been told that you are a very highly sensitive person. Extremely sensitive sometimes called an HSP, a highly sensitive person, which some people think is odd. It really isn't. Sensitive people are amazing. They pick up on other people's thoughts, their energies, they pick on a, pick up on atmospheres. Um, just incredibly sensitive to the world around them. But if you don't realize this is part of your makeup, it can become crushing. And a lot of other people, especially outgoing people, don't understand. When you're a highly sensitive person, you drain very easily. People suck the living daylights out of you quickly. And just, just think that probably you work from the inside out and prefer calm and quiet. You enjoy inner reflection and solitude quiet time recharges you. You probably have lots more close friends than lots and lots of acquaintances. Socialising would drain you, of course. Sometimes you might like it. And you have an inner monologue playing that's very difficult to turn off. Ruminations of the past going over and over you can be really lonely in a crowd, but have no desire to be the center of attention. Other people just look at you like, oh, poor thing. No, I'm not a poor thing, and you aren't either. We don't hate people, just small talk. It can be shallow, and shallow socializing and networking is exhausting. But you can, and do concentrate extremely well and go completely in the zone. Probably being called intense or like myself, off or in a world of your own. Expecting others to hear and listen to you, but they just don't. But you do, we do notice things that other people miss and love daydreaming and observing others. 
If you're like me, you prefer to express yourself by writing. And so here comes that word, introvert. Introverts are born, not made. It's essential to stay in the preference and nature that you relate to. To live a life that complements your nature, don't fight against it. It's perfectly normal. You're a highly sensitive person, which means alongside of that, you're a highly functioning anxiety person. Let me, in maybe like a story, I'm going to tell you some things that I and you, if you relate to this, are always, um, these are symptoms of what we are or do, but let's get right with them because now as I've written them out and started talking about them, I think they're really rather cool. In fact, I really like being this way. So let's jump into this then. You're always prepared or over-prepared and jump to the very worst case scenario. Woohoo, me over here. Unable to tell that anxiety to stop. Because our brain is completely different to the unanxious, it's not something we can control. However, we can cope and we can learn to cope and lessen these symptoms. We see the world in a completely different way. Hello? It's not just in your head. The introvert brain is different. Anxious people are much less able to distinguish stimulus that is safe or threatening. In plain English, we get anxious because we really at the po some point don't know the difference. We overgeneralize all emotional experiences, even non-threatening ones. This very sensitive person processes in a completely different way. We socialize differently, think, feel, care deeply, and as a result, become overwhelmed very quickly. That, friends, is my new word. I'm not happy with um, anxiety and depression and all those doom and gloom words. Overwhelmed is my favourite. I don't mind being overwhelmed. Well, it, it's not very comfortable, but it's a much nicer word. Just means I've done, done or thought too much. We constantly feel the need to be doing something, anything. Time pressures can cause tension. Because in reality, we need downtime and quiet time and not to feel rushed. So doing something that gives a semblance of being in control over the anxiety is much better. So we try to be on time and get very frustrated when other people hang about and make us late. We plan ahead for all possibilities, but that is never enough just feel we need to do so much more. Afraid of disappointing or upsetting others. We're people pleasers. Can't let people down. Strive to keep everybody happy. Doing things that we really do not want to do. Completely sacrificing our needs in the process. Notice I'm adding me in here and saying our. I could go your, but uh, that would be me. Um, 
living a complete and utter lie. This is just what I am. Because often we give up our personal freedom. Hello? Hoping it may erase or ease our suffering and give healing, which it never does. This is my family's favourite. Not. We chatter nervously. Chatter on and on. Even though we really prefer quiet, it's purely out of being nervous and anxious. Chatter, chatter, chatter. In England, we call it rabbit, 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 rabbit. Um, and I know, out of embarrassment, of trying to make others feel at ease, trying to make others accept me, I just do that rabbit, 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 and chatter and say the worst, the most inappropriate things that as soon as they explode out of my mouth, I wish I'd shut up, but too late. We're masters of avoiding and have shrunk our world to try and stop the overwhelm. Avoiding can stop the triggers. We think it will, but it doesn't. And changes, even positive ones, have a downside. We overthink and ruminate. Do all the negative self-talk and replay the past over and over and over again. Just can't brush things off. We struggle to enjoy the now because we expect the worst. Our minds go so fast and just will not seem to stop. Things have to be right because it calms your mind. But this comes at a cost. We imagine if we're not at our best, that we are our worst. And also fear, we're just not enough. We have habits and aches, fatigue, repeat over and over. As I've said again, anxiety can manifest in physical, muscle tension, aches and pains. You may pick, scratch, twitch anything to get that nervous energy out even though you strive to appear composed and don't we look composed here can you hear it in my voice i'm actually trying to sound composed now um but it's really hard again though it's something that we must learn to laugh at all these crazy things don't be embarrassed by them. I had an aunt years ago that was, we used to say, dotty, dotty or nutty as a fruitcake. She had so many quirks that I adored. And if I've inherited them, bring it on because I love my quirks. You love yours. Sleep can escape us. Falling asleep is a problem too because we deal with things in our lives as we sleep. Isn't that sensible? Goodness me. We go to sleep and then we're still dealing with what we were dealing with before we went to sleep. A constant level of anxiety is exhausting. We get startled really easily because being constantly in that nervous overdrive, normal things really rattle you. Irritation, stress, Anxiety are our very, very best friends. Most things have the power to frazzle, causing so much stress. 
we freak out, often freak out inside while appearing very calm and collected outside because we're trying not to reveal how utterly terrified we really are. Get to know these symptoms of the HSP, the highly sensitive person, which is really nice to be. I like being sensitive. It's better than being a bump on a log that doesn't have any intuition, any creativity. Um, Yeah, boring. We are pretty awesome, actually. So understand that our inner thermostat can give us really false readings, causing anxiety and confusion, causing or creating a loop that goes looping round and round of deliberate oh goodness me deliber debilitating there you go this is a good example um i won't crawl into a hole embarrassed thankfully because i'm recording but uh, there you heard it debilitating thoughts we have totally unexplainable reactions and overanalyze. That means that when I get off and stop doing this recording, I am going to want to kick myself in the behind making a mistake like that, but oh well. So like us, despite our quirks, because they're just what we are and valuable. We're walking contradictions. Not just high maintenance to be brushed aside as odd. I'm not odd, are you? We white lie with the best intentions. Why? That little white lie is so much easier than explaining the real reason why. We don't want to do something or can't. We also hate it when someone raises their voices. It feels like a punch in the gut. Something that often starts in childhood and just doesn't go away. Somebody can raise their voice or use a tone with us that completely knocks us for a loop. And if you say, please don't talk to me like that, they look at you like you're from another planet. They have no idea what it did to you. But it did. So If they don't know they're doing it, let's try and just push it away. Because to counteract this seemingly extensive list, we want to be happy. We want to be able to unwind and relax purposely. To remove ourselves from situations and listen to your instincts. This is how you counteract this anxiety or overwhelm. Breathe get fresh air even from a window look at nature just open the window or stand at the door and take a deep breath it's amazing read dial it up with a cup of tea and a blanket that is really good therapy a good old cup of tea maybe a biscuit maybe a slice of cake because believe you me Tea is one of the best things in the world to soothe you. 
We're so much more sensitive to those dips and spikes in blood sugar levels, so spoil yourself, as I just said. Have that luxury and enjoy it with no guilt. It hangs around in the body and on your hips and on your backside and on your belly when you beat yourself up with guilt because we don't rest and digest. The more you can chill out, this is this is great. This is my excuse now. Have a little of what you want. Enjoy things because as I'm doing so, I'm relaxing and digesting and then it's all going away. It's amazing. Stay off social media. Difficult, I know, but incredibly, incredibly healthy. Because we don't get jealous. We don't think everyone else has a better life. We don't think they look better because they might do because they've had operations and they've got the money for skin cream and they can have plastic surgery and they can na 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 na. All false. I can't do it. Probably you can't. So don't look at it. Relish your downtime. Companionable silence. The space that is just ours. A simple life. Permission to be quiet for no reason. Time to think, process and reflect. Independence and people who value us. We know we're difficult to deal with sometimes. It is not on purpose and it confuses us as much as it confuses others. But that's okay because we're okay. And to add to the end of this, I'm just, I had some notes about English tea and I'll just drop a few into this recording. To drink tea is to forget the din of the world. A cup of tea can represent at the same time the comforts of solitude and the pleasures of company. There is no trouble so great or grave that cannot be diminished by a nice cup of tea. Bread and water can so easily be toast and tea. If you're cold, tea will warm you. If you're too heated, it will cool you. If you're depressed, it will cheer you. If you're excited, it will calm you. Just the mere chink of cups and saucers tunes the mind to a happy repose. Tea is liquid wisdom. Remember the tea kettle. It is always up to its neck in hot water, but it still sings. Tea will chase away a little of your fear. Tea, the cups that cheer but do not inebriate. There is nothing in life that can't be solved by a cup of tea. There is a book and I don't, um, I'm, I can't remember the title of it, but forgive me whoever wrote it. It is such a true statement and they called it three cups of tea. Maybe that's what the book is called. That the first time you have a cup of tea with someone, you're a stranger. The second time you take tea, you're an honoured guest. And the t third time you take tea, you're family. So do all those things all together 
on your own, be alone, have a cake, be your friend, your guest. Don't be a stranger to yourself. You can do everything to soothe yourself. Please be proud to be a sensitive person when you awake or go about your daily duties from now on. Feel proud to be that sensitive, highly sensitive, intelligent, strong, amazing person that needs nothing except just peace and quiet and just the ability to be. So enjoy whatever tag you wish to put on yourself. Enjoy your quirks, enjoy your funny things, enjoy your peaceful things. And please listen to my recordings. Um, they give me so much fun to do. They're just stories of things that I look and feel and remember. So if you're going to sleep, have a good night and a long sleep and I will be back very soon. Good night.